welcome to the Ron Report. August 26th, Thursday. This is Carla Morrison singing Disfruto. I'm in love with this song. It's so beautiful. I can find a link to it and a translation for some of the Spanish at the end of this text edition. So, the title of this podcast is In the Café, The Secret of Life and How Big is the Universe. In the Café is where I write, where I collate these random thoughts into something readable, edit them, fashion and trim them, cut out the fat and add some salt. Oh wait, I don't need all that. Or just collate them then. But that sounds kind of formal. Wait, what's a better word for formal? Academic? Nah, even worse. Let's start over. It goes like that until I come up with an image and a feeling that I'm happy with. I write until I'm happy. That's the truth. And then I close my journal, stash my phone, get up on my bike and ride home. This morning I got on my bike and cruised down Broadway, past Central Market, past the Hildebrand intersection. If you time the lights, you can slip right through past press, one of my hotspots, all the way through downtown, about six miles, and into Southtown, the groovy Chick Addendum, or uh, Alcove, or sibling neighborhood, nearby Bower, a rustic accompaniment to the downtown, whatever. I stopped at Brown, another one of my spots. They weren't open yet, but I tethered my pony and took a seat at a table that Joe had recently set up in the patio. He kindly brought me a glass of ice water and said, give me 10 minutes. So I looked around. Flowers were blooming in the narrow hedge alongside the parking lot. The sky was blue and the sun was rising. Clouds floated in a random formation above the horizon. They blocked the sun, for which I am grateful, and bring the rain so the flowers can bloom. Perfection. The secret of life is that there is no secret at all. It's all out in the open, I thought. Maybe that's being too simplistic, I mused. Or maybe it is that simple. Feel something. Whatever it is you feel is a miracle. It could be that you feel nothing at all. It could have been that you didn't exist. It could have been that there was no universe and no anything. Not even nothing. That's funny, actually. Not even nothing. How can there be not even nothing. How can there be a person that can even ask that question might be a better question. We cruise along through our life without noticing every single little miracle that makes up our day every day. The secret is there is no secret. Everything that is is yelling in your face. You are. I pull out my book Universe in Creation by Roy R. Gould. His main point is that the universe was endowed from the start with the blueprint, or as he calls it, the infrastructure for life to arise. Of course, it took 10 billion years. But it could have been otherwise. It could have been stillborn. He blows my mind several times a page, which is fun, and causes me to wonder about things like that. That there is no secret to life. Everything that is is yelling in your face, you are. It's a true miracle that we exist and can think about it. I think about it. 
I have an experiment for you, more of a demonstration, really. Check this out. Take your hand and hold it at arm's length and hold up one finger. No, not the middle one. One of the others, or your thumb. If you point that at the sky or just above you, wherever you are, and imagine the universe out there, that point, that half square inch above your finger, extended into deep space, expanded or extrapolated, as it were, zooming out into the cosmos, that half square inch would contain thousands of light years of space, millions of galaxies. The observable universe is 46.5 billion light years across and contains 100 billion galaxies. That's what we can see so far because the light has reached us. They figure the whole universe is at least 250 times larger than that or somewhere around 7 trillion light years across. You can put your hand down now. We live in an amazing universe. It was created in a moment of passion. So passionate that it exploded and the heat and energy of that explosion was so intense that it spread out at 10 zillion billion trillion miles an hour from the size of a proton basically to a thousand times bigger than our solar system in less than a second, if you can imagine that. And then it started to cool down. Everything started to calm down. Hydrogen and helium atoms, the simplest elements, were able to form. And the fundamental forces of nature began to operate on them because it cooled at just the right rates, not too fast and not too slow. If it hadn't happened that way, we wouldn't be here. Just ask the astrophysicists. They've been working this out. Gravity, one of the fundamental forces of nature, caused the hydrogen to condense into massive objects called stars, and they began burning nuclear fusion. And in their burning, in their divine crucibles, they began to form the other elements of our universe, 118 that we have discovered so far. And not just in their burning, but and they're exploding at the end of their starry lifespans. Boom, pow, here's iron, here's freaking molybdenum, here's oxygen, and here's carbon. Ingredients for life. You may not have heard much about molybdenum, molybdenum, <laughs> but it's a trace mineral essential for life and found in foods such as milk, grains, nuts, and leafy vegetables. All that was left to do was for this exploded star's gaseous remains to condense into a planet, cool down, accumulate some water, and start up the miraculous process called life. What the heck? Nobody has a clue how that happened. <coughs> but somehow it happens, and we are here. The descendants of that first tiny microscopic organism that came alive four billion years ago. Wow. A simple cell with some RNA and a few proteins learned how to replicate, how to metabolize, and how to survive. One of the many amazing things about life on this planet is that the first three and a half billion years was all microbes. Life couldn't get it together to build anything bigger than single-celled bacteria and archaea. Or maybe it didn't feel the need. It was content with single-celled organisms, and the ocean filled up with these tiny marine-born life things. 
I tend to think of them as life things because they really didn't have much of a personality. I mean, a personality wouldn't do you any good back then anyways because there was no society to determine good or bad and no hierarchy determine worth. Just a bunch of entities floating around all pretty much doing the same thing. Joe opens the door. I put down my pen, go inside. What up, Joe? And start the conversation. Can you imagine living three billion years ago, just floating around in the warm ocean and being microscopic? Yeah, not really, he said. Me either, I said. I mean, who would you date, said Joe. Good point. What would you do all day, said I. Explore new ways to mutate, I guess, said Joe. That could be fun. Joe's cool. I like him. What would you like, he says, after we have explored the question for a while. I would like a chai tea latte with oat milk, I, re I respond, and slip my card into the receptor, gain approval, and sign off with a signature that looks like a horizon with a wobbly sun rising through a scribbled sky. I return to my table, I return to my book and my pen, insert my earbuds into my ears and call up Carla Morrison, who starts singing Disfruto. It sounds to me like a love song, from the planet to us, from the universe to our planet, from one to another. Disfruto acariciar 